0: Hello, Connected Parents, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. So today I want to talk about weird, intrusive thoughts. So sometimes your kids will say things like, I keep thinking of this, or I saw it and I keep thinking it in my head, or you know, every time I hold a glass, I think about smashing it and they get worried about it and they don't understand what these, uh, what these thoughts are and why these thoughts exist. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about that today. And they're quite normal. It happens to all of us. It just has to do with that impulse control. So today we're going to discuss intrusive thoughts. Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer Colary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. So the first thing is, you know, when intrusive thoughts become a problem, so when they can't, when a child can't have fun, when they're drawn back into worrying about something that has popped into their head. So I'll give you an example. I had a, and this is very, very common with um, highly sensitive kids. You'll see it with ADHD. You, You can see it with all kids, but You'll see it more with ADHD kids and you'll see it a lot with gifted kids that they sort of get something stuck in their head. They have a thought that isn't, they know isn't the right kind of thought. Um, And it'll get stuck in their head and then it'll torment them. It'll worry them. It'll really upset them. So I'll give you an example. I had a a kid a few years ago who they were were doing internet safety in school and the police officer came in and was teaching everyone about internet safety and was talking about pedophiles and I forget how old she was at the time, probably 12 or 13, and and started to think, oh, what if I'm a pedophile? She's not a pedophile. She's, <laughs> she, she was 12 at the time. She never had any thoughts like that. It was absolutely not a thing. And yet that thought of what if I am got stuck in her head and traumatized her for weeks. And she was up at night worrying about it. Um, sometimes kids will have intrusive thought about thoughts about hurting themselves. What if I hurt myself? Or what if I want to hurt myself? And they start to become afraid of those thoughts, even though that's not at all anything that they want to do. Um, you know, a really good example is, you know, if you're looking over a balcony, there's there's this natural part of the brain that thinks, oh, what if I fell? Or if you're holding a, you know, very delicate wine glass, there's a part of your brain that goes, Oh, what if I smashed it? And those are very normal. I, I think the term is, is, they call it the void. They're these weird thoughts that just kind of pop into your head. And for most of us, they just float in and then they float out and then they're gone. And then we think that's a weird thought and then it's over. Um, But for some really sensitive kids, the thought floats in and then it sticks in there. It stays in there and they can't get it out. Um, And you'll often see kids really worrying about this. And bedtime is a time when they'll worry. Bedtime is often a time where these thoughts that they might've had earlier in the day float back, or if they're like a consistent thought that they've had for a while float back. So if your child is really showing signs that they are not coping well with this, and it's really interfering with their ability to have fun and be present in the moment, that's where you'd really consider um, you know, going to see a social worker or a psychologist, someone who can do CBT, someone who can help your kids um, understand how to stop thinking about certain things. But in the meantime, um, I'm gonna give you some strategies today that I think you can help. So the first thing is you can have the conversation with your child, that those thoughts are quite normal, that they float in people's heads all the time and then they float out. Um, and they're just kind of random. Your brain is making connections all the time. Sometimes it's connected to, um, you know, want your brain wanting to, to recognize something that has to do with safety. You know, if you look over there, you could fall. It's just this prehistoric program that just runs automatically. And then it, it it sort of releases a little bit of adrenaline. So you get scared after the thought and that's what your brain wants. It wants you to be nervous about that. So you back away from the edge. Um, but sometimes that feeling can kind of get stuck. Um, you know, sometimes kids can also see something that's really scary, uh, like witness something or I don't know, on the street or see someone who looks really different or really frightening and then it gets stuck in their head. So here's a few things that you can do. First thing is when your child comes to you and they te- they're, they're talking to you about these thoughts stay really calm and really normalize it and say that you you know remind them that they are the thinker of their thoughts and there's tools and strategies that they can use to get thoughts out of their head that they don't want. So one thing that can really work is to teach them about breathing have them drop their tongue in the bottom of their mouth just relax their tongue relax their jaw relax their shoulders and 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 sort of calm their body down and sometimes that will just do it and then think about something happy. If the thought pops into their head and they don't want it there, then you can teach them to take some kind of mental action. So have them imagine that worry thought or that intrusive thought is in a baseball and actually have them close their eyes and feel the baseball, feel the smoothness of the leather, feel the heaviness of the ball, feel the stitching Imagine putting the worry inside the baseball and then in their their other hand, they have a bat. And then imagine throwing the ball up in the air, feel the bat in your hand, maybe have them look down at their feet, hear the sound of their feet in the gravel and and feel them, have them imagine winding up and just whacking that baseball and seeing the baseball fly out of the stadium or fly out into space. And then of course the thought is going to pop right back in and then they whack it out again. And then the thought comes back and they whack it out. And you tell them for a week or two, every time that thought comes into your head, you got to keep whacking it out. The the midbrain, the part of the brain that thinks you're in danger from one of these kind of random floating thoughts that float into the mind and get stuck, um, doesn't know the difference between some random silly thought that you don't want there and something that's actually dangerous. So it just wants you to do something. So have your child do some kind of mental action and they can actually act it out even if they want, as long as they're doing it by themselves and not doing it in the middle of the classroom. Um, and, and that'll work. And then just remind them, it won't work right away. You have to do it a bunch of times. You're training your brain to stop introducing that thought into your head. And it really does work, especially if kids aren't super, super anxious. Um, they're just a little bit anxious. It's really powerful. Another strategy that can work really well is you have them imagine the fear or the thought or the intrusive thought or the whatever it is that's stuck in their head in front of them, about a foot in front of them. And then you have them take 10, physically, do this physically, not in the mind, physically take 10 steps back and then 10 steps to the right. And then they should feel a distance. It's just a funny little brain hack. They should feel like there's a a bit of a, a distance between that thought and that can work. Um, if they, a mental version of that trick is if they have some intrusive thoughts that are happening and they're in school or they're you know, a baseball practice or whatever, wherever they are. And they have this thought and they get the the thoughts back. Um, they can actually imagine that they are floating way up above their body and they're going way out into space and they're seeing themselves sitting in the classroom and they're floating way, way, way up above their problem. And that can really help. Another really simple one is you have them look up. So keep their head straight, the chin straight, look up with their eyes, then then look up to the right, then look down and to the right, then look down and to the left and then back up where they started. Do make a little box with their eyes and you can do that two or three times. By the way, that works to get a song stuck out of your head. That's really helpful. Um, Distraction can work. Humor can sometimes work. thinking, having your child think about something right away that is pleasant and pleasing and happy for them can work. And they just have to gain a little bit of confidence as they learn how to control these annoying kind of sporadic, invasive little thoughts. Um, And then again, if this is becoming really all consuming for them, if it's something that they're complaining about a lot, it's really much better to speak to your pediatrician or, you know, seek out some professional services just to get your child, even a few sessions. But I sort of look at it this way and I, I, you know, if you had, if you went driving and you got in your car and it was empty, the tank was empty, you wouldn't go, ah, let's stick a happy face sticker on that and keep driving. You'd go and get gas. And sometimes dealing with something fairly early, not immediately, because then you might be dealing with stuff that doesn't, that would have actually resolved itself, but, you know, fairly early on then you're really eliminating the problem that doesn't get a chance to kind of get hold. And anxiety is a bit like that. It can kind of dig in and and really settle in. And the longer um, the child or anybody worries about these things, the harder they are to get rid of. Um, I think these are tools for life. So there's nothing wrong with the child having a few sessions with with a coach or a therapist to really get a hold of these things and learn, ah, I can control my thoughts, I can control my feelings and my feelings don't control me. So hopefully this is helpful. This this will also work on you, by the way, if you have your own uh, version of these kind of intrusive thoughts, which as parents, we have all the time. We have what if thoughts all the time that are annoying. So use the same exact strategies. Um, And please go to Connected Parenting for more information, for more services and resources. We have a whole team of people that help people one-on-one. We have our courses. Um, we've got the village, which is a great place for people to work together and, uh, have direct access to, I think at least two connected parenting therapists that are in there and you can also practice the calm technique. So hopefully this is helpful. I really want to build everyone's toolbox. So I will see you again on the next episode of connected parenting.